2: There is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, the definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, Fantasy Football Mastermind, Michael Maserak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice. Fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarek.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. It is September 28th. Yep, September is almost over. This is week four of the 2021 NFL season. Fantasy football is rip-roaring, going, heading straight, down the pike. And (laughs) my name's Michael Mazurek. I am host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me, once again, my trusty sidekick, my great, fantastic co-host and very good friend, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris?
0: Pretty good, sir. Pretty good. Trusty sidekick. Does that make me Robin and you Batman, or how does this work?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, not we're, we are to I? each other. <laughs> well, we are.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Anyway, before I get into the news and notes of the day and such, uh, we do want to introduce a brand new sponsor of our show here. Uh, the site is called PredictionStrike.com. Um, well, let me just read this little bit of copy here. It's very important that you at least go to their website, check out what they do to support our show here, because we're just a small business. Anyway, do you wish that you've had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Derrick Henry? Well, now predictionstrike.com makes you that uh, real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock sports market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's kind of like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Anyway, Prediction Strike uh, lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy to use app from the App Store, no cost, or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. If you use code mastermind yep that's mastermind then deposit funds to buy sell and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks the value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game sign them up with the promo code mastermind to receive a free app share with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more the share could be as expensive as 30 bucks uh, and watching and seeing how it performs will get you more comfortable with the app If you're on Android, check us out at www.predictionstrike.com please uh, folks out there listen, go to uh, predictionstrike.com and download their app, try them out use the code, get the discount, you get the free stuff, it's really cool. Anyway let's get right to the news and notes of the day Uh, well, the very first thing we want to talk about is the big injury to Christian McCaffrey last Thursday night a hop, skip and a jump, and a hamstring it looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks Uh, Ricky Chuba Hubbard uh, took over with a little bit of Royce Freeman mixed in. Um, Let's talk Talk about Hubbard uh, and his fantasy uh, 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 potential here, Chris. Uh, Obviously, do you pick him up? Do you start him immediately? What do you think is going to happen there for the Panthers?
0: Well, he's definitely going to get the lion's share of the activity there. But I I think anyone's fooling themselves, if they think he's going to be anything close to Christian McCaffrey, or even Christian mccaffrey light. I mean, last year, Mike Davis was, I mean, basically getting almost all the touches there, and he was still only about an RB2, um, because he's just not going to be Christian McCaffrey. And I think that's probably – the high end for, for Hubbard. But the other thing that's worth noting is that McCaffrey was not put on IR, so they're expecting him back in less than a couple of weeks, unlike last year when he went on IR for, for multiple weeks. So I think you have to you know, kind of temper your, your long-term expectations, although McCaffrey has been hurt multiple times in a season before. So I think you know, you're going to get a good RV2 production out of Hubbard, especially the next couple of weeks. Dallas has shown some susceptibility to speed at the running back, and Philadelphia just got shredded. Um, so that's the next two games for Carolina. So I think he's going to have some good opportunities. Royce Freeman is definitely going to cut into his, his action. Um, so I think, you know, pretty, something maybe a little bit similar to what Mike Davis did last year with probably a lower touchdown potential uh, and maybe not quite so many passes, but maybe a few more carries uh, just because of the nature of the opponents for the next few weeks.
1: Yep, uh, just like uh, Alexander Madison is to Dalvin cook, it uh, looks like Chuba Hubbard is probably going to be that to uh, Christian McCaffrey. And uh, if you're smart, if you drafted the CMC this summer, you also drafted Hubbard and you have him sitting on your, on your roster, so you can just plug him in. I did that in two leagues myself, and I've got no worries there, concerned. So just plug and play, hopefully. All right, the big question here in New England, James White went down with a sublimation of his hip, <laughs> He's out and definitely going to be hitting on IR. Uh, boy, uh, this is a big question. A lot of, a lot of people are wondering this. Uh, Brandon Bolden, the special schemer, was uh, uh, forced right into action there uh, for the Patriots. And uh, we also saw a little bit of uh, J.J. Taylor, who's more of a scat back. Uh, so obviously Damian Harris doesn't really play the pass-catching role. Uh, they're going to be playing the Bucks this week. They're not going to be able to run very much. So they need a pass-catching back. Uh, to fill the fill the bill here. Chris, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be Bolden, uh, Taylor, or a mix of the two? Uh, if, if fantasy owners are looking at grabbing one, which one should they grab?
0: Uh, to me, I think it's Brandon Bolden. I mean, he, Bill Belichick has shown that he trusts the veterans more than the younger guys in the past. Bolden's the guy that came in and got 33 snaps after White went out this week. So um, I think the guy that's going to most closely approximate what James White did will be Bolden. And Bolden has shown some actual – ability to run on the goal line like James White has as well. Uh, Taylor, I just, I just get the impression he's just not in the good graces there, and, and uh, Belichick doesn't trust him or Ramondre Stevens very much. So I think if I'm, if I'm betting my free agent money and, and, and probably neither one of them is going to have to cost you a lot, I'm going to spend it on Brandon Bolden just because I think he's the guy most likely to be flex-worthy uh, in that James White 2.0 or James White light sort of mold.
1: Okay, moving on over to Tennessee, uh, A.J. Brown, hamstring injury. Looks like he's week-to-week, which means he probably won't play this week. And you would think that that would be really great news for Julio Jones, but he was being managed, didn't play much in the second half of the game, even though he had a good game in week two. Uh, Maybe he had some kind of injury issue that they're kind of hiding from people. I don't know. But anyway, they had Nick Westbrook. I'm not even sure how to say the rest of his name. Akin? Uh anyway, he Ikene. came in, caught four or five passes. I'm sorry, uh Chris, go ahead and say
0: that name. Uh, they called him Ikenne on the uh, on the telecast here in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, Westbrook Ikenne. I'm not sure if that's right, but that's West what they Brooke. called him. <laughs> There you go. Westbrook Aikonay.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he came in and caught four or five passes for about 40 yards and a score. So the the, the question here is, Chris, is that if you own AJ Brown, do you go out and pick this well Westbrook guy up, uh, you know, or do you look elsewhere?
0: I'd look elsewhere. Uh, quite honestly, I think that was a matter of convenience and let's be honest, the guys, you're not going to face a pass defense that's been more generous than the Colts has in the first few weeks. So, you you couple that in with uh, I think they were just being very cautious with their two veterans because they didn't need them, quite honestly, against the Colts secondary. And you look at the games coming up for Tennessee for the next few weeks, the Jets and Jacksonville are the next two games. It's just going to be Derrick Henry all over the place because even if they throw the ball a little bit against questionable pass defenses, they're going to have a big lead and they're just going to milk the clock. So I, I don't think Brown and Jones or, or Ikenay or – or Chester Rogers or, or anybody is going to be worth really focusing on in the Tennessee passing game for the next few weeks anyway. So they're going to let Brown get healthy. They're going to probably limit his snaps or sit him out if he's not close. And I I would be very skeptical that anyone's going to be wor- roster worthy uh, to replace either Jones or Brown uh, from a fantasy perspective, unless you're in a really large league or really desperate. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, one more big thing to talk about here: the uh, both of the New York Giants wide receivers left. Uh in the game this past Sunday and uh, a game that they just should have won. Uh, being a Giants fan, it hurt me to see them fall to 0-3. Sterling Shepard and uh, Darius Slayton both left the games with hamstring injuries. And it looks like Shep- uh, Shepard is, is a little bit uh, not as bad as Slayton's. It looked like Slayton might end up missing the, the game here. Shepard apparently has a chance to play, but let's say that, uh, they both missed the game there. Uh, Chris uh, Galladay, uh, he's playing hurt, but you know he should be the new number one there at least for one week. They're playing the Saints this week. That's a very tough comp- competition. Marshawn Landemar down there. Does, does this mean that you trust Kaney Galladay, or do you look elsewhere if you're looking for a, a wide receiver to start this week?
0: I mean, I trust him as much as I would have trusted him before. I don't think this significantly changes it, just because New Orleans, I mean, they haven't given up a whole lot in the passing game, but what they have given up has been to the number one receiver. It's been more to speed guys, though. They've really given up to speed guys. So, I mean, I would like Shepard or Slayton, in this matchup, better than I like Galladay anyway. So I I'm, i don't know. I mean, I mean Galladay's even a little bit gimpy and was on a snap count the last couple of weeks as well. Ingram's hurt. I mean, this, this is probably going to be a lot of Barkley, uh, I'm guessing, um, and maybe some of the other – you know, Colin Johnson was there, actually led them in targets and catches last week, if I'm not mistaken. And they, yep. he really seemed to have a decent connection with, with Daniel Jones. So I, I'm, I'm almost thinking, you know, since Johnson's got a little more speed than Galladay at this point – I, I might even think that he might be a better play um, if you really need somebody. He's the number two receiver, and he's a speedier guy. So maybe maybe that's a cheaper play. Certainly um, someone, if you have to go get some off the waiver wire, he'll be there and Galladay won't. So uh, I, I'm not real excited about their passing offense this week or maybe in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm not sure I would get too enthralled with Galladay but I would use him like you always would have uh, before. He was basically a a, a number three or a flex in, in most leagues is my understanding. So I think he's still that, but he wouldn't go up because of these injuries, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, there's there's also another player to watch there, Kadarius Tony, the uh, the rookie wide receiver. He actually ran the most routes in the game last week by one over Uh, uh And uh, you know they, they keep saying they're willing to go try and get him the ball. He caught a couple of short passes last week. Uh, this might be a good time to try him out uh, on some of the longer throws. We'll see. Daniel Jones, by the way, has completed only two passes of more than 20 yards the entire season so far. And uh, you know Jason Garrett's just not calling the right plays. Uh, you know because they're they're just not scoring points. Although, Daniel Jones is doing much better. He's not turning the ball over and he's, he's playing smarter. Unfortunately, the, the Giants have created all kinds of uh, mistakes at the worst time in games, losing two games at the end of the games uh, on field goals, and uh, it's just I don't want to even talk about it anymore <laughs> anyway. Let's move on <laughs> over to the key NFL injuries of the week, the, the, the big names, of course. We're watching Dalman Cook to see if he'll be able to play. There might be a chance he plays. It depends if he practices later this week. Same thing with uh, Josh Jacobs and his ankle. Uh, people with Peyton Barber are going, hmm, is he going to start this week? I don't know. Uh, Daryl Henderson of Rib Cartilage, the Rams are hopeful that he'll play This week if not it'll be Sonny Michelle Uh, Elijah Mitchell in 49erville uh, You know shoulder injury didn't play This past week Trace Sermon Played, uh, ran fairly well, too. Uh, It was uh, Kyle Juszczyk that got the score in that game, but uh, Mitchell owners are wondering if they spent that big fab money a couple weeks ago, if he's going to come back. If he comes back, he should uh, should start probably. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Wide receivers to to keep your eye on. Deontay Johnson with the knee. He sat last week. We'll see if he plays this week. Teammate Juju Smith-Schuster left with a rib injury. He's day-to-day, so he's got a good shot to play. T. Higgins in Cincinnati. This is a big one. They are playing on Thursday night against Jacksonville. He did not practice not only Monday night, but didn't practice today either. So it doesn't look good for him to play, and that means more targets for Jamar Chase as well as Tyler Boyd there. Uh, Antonio Brown is still on the COVID list down in Tampa, so we're kind of uh, in limbo to see if they activate him tomorrow or the next day or if he's going to miss this game, the big game uh, down in, in New England uh, where the goat meets the coach. <laughs> okay, uh, Back over to the Jets. Elijah Mitchell suffered a concussion last week, so we'll see if he uh, gets through and passes the protocols. Uh, K.J. Hamler with torn ACLs out for the year in Denver. That means more passes than Tim Patrick. If you picked him up last week, start him. He did well for you the last two weeks uh, with uh, scores and or almost 100 yards receiving this past week. And, of course, Gronkowski, you know, nothing's going to keep him out of this game in New England with his buddy Tommy. Uh, X-rays are negative on his ribs, so he's likely to play this week. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we want to urge everyone to always go to our website, ffmastermind.com. Lots of good stuff there, including our free NFL Quick Bits a news feature updated constantly throughout the day. Free IN Sky Scanner reports. Uh, Chris Reid writes a couple uh, covering the Colts, uh, one in early in the week and in a preview of the upcoming game later in the week. Uh, uh, we've also got a couple other teams that uh, people are doing that. Uh, Mark, Mark Huber is covering the Bengals. He's already got his uh, review, and he'll have a preview of Thursday night's game coming up tomorrow. Our weekly in-season fantasy newsletters have been prorated down, so people are wondering, yeah, can I get a little bit of a discount to try you out the rest of the year? Yep, now's the time. Down from thirty-seven ninety-five to twenty-four ninety-five a buck forty a week, uh, 18 uh, weekly in season newsletters. And guess what, people? If you go to the home page right now, the very first thing you'll see a picture of Jacoby Myers. He's in our special Inside Slant feature that John Holler covers each week. Uh, he covers 32 guys from uh, 32, the 32 NFL teams. It tells you whether they have a really good matchup or a really bad matchup. And why, backed up by statistics, this feature is absolutely free. For week four, so click on it. You'll be able to check out the entire thing. That's just a small taste of what we do each week. Once again, the newsletters are down to twenty four ninety five, and please follow me on Twitter at ffmastermind. And also, please, of course, as I said at the start of the show, go to predictionstrike.com and download. Uh, check the check the site out. Download the app, uh, play with it, use the code mastermind, and you'll get free uh, player share there. It's really cool. Anyway, let's get to this week's picks to click and flick right off your starting roster. Give me a couple of quarterbacks you'll like this week, Chris, and why. Uh,
0: I like what I saw from Jimmy Garoppolo uh, on, that, on Sunday Night Football, and he's finally starting to look like a dangerous NFL quarterback. Um, his receiving crew's getting better. They added I- Brandon Ayuk back out of the doghouse there. When you couple this with the decimated running game and a Seattle defense that is just hemorrhaging passing yards, this looks like a recipe for a pretty solid fantasy day for for Jimmy G. Uh, Seattle's also one of the few teams yet to intercept a pass, so I think that bodes well for leagues that penalize for that. And then I really like Sam Darnold this week. Uh, He's kind of like Matt Stafford Light. He's kind of seemingly reinvigorated by escaping a terrible, talentless franchise and going to one with an actual offensive team and some real weapons. Um, call it the Adam Gase effect if you want to. Um, if, you, if you're not a believer yet in him, you should note he is very quietly posting QB1 numbers, averaging 25 points per game with three rushing scores already this year. So with Darnold leading this undefeated team into Dallas in week four, the Cowboys have a short week after Monday Night Football, and that Dallas pass defense is really quite beatable. So they've allowed the most quarterback rushing yards through three weeks as well. So losing CMC, I think, could decrease the reliance on the run game. There's a lot of factors here which indicate it could be a decent volume and a decent success game for Sam Darnold.
1: Okay, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mr. Tom Brady, Tommy Boy's ultimate matchup there, but Brady versus Belichick up in New England this week. I think the goat gets his. He's gonna, he's gonna throw for over 300 yards and two plus scores in this game. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see uh, the Patriots stopping him. He, he knows exactly how Bill Belichick thinks. He knows how to, uh, how a Bill defends teams and all. Now, it's not gonna be easy peasy. Uh, could be a wrinkle in the very first start of the quarter. But we all saw what Tom did against the Rams. Yes, he struggled early on. They punted the ball two, three times. And by the end of the game, he had 400 yards passing, a uh, passing touchdown, as well as a run score, uh, one, a run touchdown. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just plugging them playing. Don't, don't, don't even hesitate about it. Another guy I like this week, Taylor Heineke of Washington. Uh, they're playing the Atlanta uh, Falcons, and their secondary is not good, despite what the Giants didn't do against them. I think Heineke's good for multiple scores in this game. So if you need them, start them. Uh, don't worry about it. A couple of guys I'm concerned about this week. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I'm not really concerned you know, about what he can do or whatnot, but the lack of AJ Brown and the fact that they're playing the New York Jets, who had, actually the, the secondary is not that bad, but their run defense sucks. King Henry's going to rule in this game, run all over the place. Danielle's probably going to run a uh, throw for about 150 yards, maybe a score to Leo Jones. And that's about it, so uh, I sit him on my bench. And Daniel Jones, we just talked about that, losing two wide receivers, having one Gimpy possibly come back. Uh, Galladay's playing Gimpy, uh, a bunch of no-names wide receiver there. And uh, Evan Ingram uh, catches only two of six, a couple of ugly ugly drops last week. And they're playing on the road against the Saints. Uh, No, sit Daniel Jones this week. Uh, Okay, Chris, what about a couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about and why?
0: Uh, a bit of a caution play here for Russell Wilson. The 49ers have always been kind of a bugaboo for Danger Russ when playing in Frisco. Nine career starts on the road uh, by the Bay. He's averaging only 214 yards per game. So it's a good sample size, and a little over one touchdown a game. He's never topped 258 yards in San Francisco, and he's only averaging you know 0.2 points per game in 20 in 2021. More than Sam Darnold, as I mentioned earlier which doesn't really sound like a fantasy compliment, does it, to be compared to Sam Darnold from a fantasy perspective? Yeah. And then another guy that, I, that I'm really worried about is Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it's actually, frankly, quite painful to watch Big Ben and the offensive Steelers offense right now. He is, at best, a really good check down Charlie. as witnessed by his, you know, 19 targets of the running back last week. Gone are the deep throws. Gone are a few of his best weapons. Deontay Johnson is iffy. Juju's iffy for the game. Juju got ruled out pretty – immediately in the game, which usually doesn't bode well for playing the next game either, so I'm a little worried about him for game four. Um, the weapons are waning. Big Ben is as agile as the Tower and Bell in England, with whom he shares a name. So, I think a game in Lambeau against the fired-up Packers defense is not likely to give him a lot of time in the pocket for what he wants to do.
1: Yeah, that Pack is really hurting him uh, opposite, you know, his throwing, throw, throwing uh, arm. Uh, anyway, I agree with you totally there. What about running back? A couple of guys you like this week and why?
0: I like James Robinson again this week. I like him to stay hot and earn a second straight click for me. Uh, The run game usually thrives on Thursday night football as it's easier to scheme a run offense on a short week. Uh, The fact that the passing game is struggling will also serve to make him protect Trevor Lawrence by running the ball more. Lead backs have all had at least 24 touches against Cincinnati in every game so far. So James Robinson looks primed for volume. And when he has volume, he has always produced solid fantasy numbers. Another guy I like is Zach Moss this week. Moss is piling up points, scored a minimum of 17.5 PPR points per game in each game this year. He's also the cleanup hammer in the fourth quarter, and this looks like a game in which the Bills could salt this away early and bludgeon the Texans on the ground to grind out the clock. Moss is almost a lot to score again in this matchup, continuing his hot streak, and he's worthy of use, at least as a flex, if not a dependable number, RB number two in this offense.
1: Okay, a couple of running backs I like this week. Jonathan Taylor, uh, it's a get-well game against a soft uh, Dolphins run defense. Uh, you know, they, they just uh, went ahead and decided that they're going to try and trade Marlon Mack, so it's just Taylor and Nihon Hines. Hines scored last week. This is the week Jonathan Taylor scores. Don't worry about uh, is only, uh, what, 10 touches last week. Uh, he's going to get his this week. And David Montgomery for Chicago. It's hello Detroit. Even if Justin Fields starts in this game, they're going to run uh, David Montgomery against Detroit uh, all the way up and down on the field, and he's going to get his. It's a very good um, scheduled start for David Montgomery a couple of guys I'm concerned about this week caution play of the week goes to Zeke Uh, you know the Panthers run defenses for real Zeke Elliott's sharing carries with with, uh, Tony Pollard there Uh, you're probably going to start him but you know you're probably looking at RB2 low RB2 high RB3 numbers uh, just kind of cross your fingers and hope that they get around the goal line and he gets a score. Uh, don't expect a big game there. And Damian Harris, like I said, uh, the Bucks are going to shut him down. Uh, he's also a liability in the passing game. Uh, they've been really complaining, uh, trying to get him to work on his blocking, picking up the blitz and such, and it's just not happening. So you're probably going to see a good combination of J.J. Taylor and probably Brandon Bolden in that game too. Uh, and, it, and, of course, if the Bucks do get off to uh, a big lead in this game, then the Patriots are going to be throwing, 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 and that means Damon Harris is going to be on the sidelines, so I don't trust him. Uh, how about you, Chris? A couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why.
0: Uh, I'll start with Ronald Jones in Tampa. I mean, despite technically being the main running back in one of the league's most powerful offenses, Rojo only has 16 touches and 17 PPR points total through three weeks. Fournette has supplanted him in this pass-first offense. Gio Bernard has usurped a lot of touches from both of these guys. You can only hope that Jones falls into a short touchdown or some clock-grinding carries. But the Patriots allow none of the former and precious few of the latter. So he is a perma-flick unless there's an injury to Fournette allowing his role to expand. And I'm a little nervous about the Ravens running back this week, the whole lot of them. Um, The brutal Broncos run defense has only allowed 40 rushing yards per game so far this year. And frankly, the vaunted Ravens rushing attack has really not looked unstoppable yet in 2021. In addition to shutting down the running back, they may also force Lamar Jackson to scramble a bit more as well and limit his dump offs to running backs. So I think there just doesn't look to be a lot of volume here this week, not a lot of success. And when you think about them being a two or three way split and the quarterback doing most of the running, there's just not a lot of crumbs left here to feed on.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm concerned about Tyson Williams myself. Got him on a couple of teams. Probably not going to play him this week. How about uh, wide receivers? A couple wide receivers you like and why? Uh,
0: I know this sounds crazy, but I really like Allen Robinson this week. The Lions have surprisingly been mediocre all over against the wide receiver in 2021, but they have been absolutely crushed by the opposing team's alpha dog. Uh, The Detroit native Robinson also has always done very well against Detroit, even when they had a shutdown corner like Darius Sway on the Lions. He's only once posted under 75 yards in six appearances as a bear and 14 of his 18 touchdowns as a bear have been at home as well. So this looks like the chance for him to finally give the fantasy owner some return on investment. Um, and then I really like Jalen Waddle this week. Um, even though he's been the top guy for the Dolphins so far as a rookie, clearly been the apple of Jacoby Brissett's eye last week. Uh, I just don't think he's going to see shadow coverage from Xavier Rhodes. Nor does that really scare me a lot either due to, due to his speed. Uh, Rhodes doesn't do well against speed guys. The Colts defense has allowed a league-high nine receiving touchdowns, with most of them being longer ones and big plays, and they've allowed the sixth most fantasy wide receiver points despite the seventh-fewest wide receiver receptions. So a lot of big plays here. Waddle could explode again, especially in PPR, where he has more targets, nine targets per game. That's more than guys like Hill and Kelsey, DK, Mike Evans, and Thielen. So, I mean, he's, he's getting a lot of balls.
1: Okay, a couple of wide receivers I like this week. I think J- Jacoby Myers, a really good play uh, because, obviously, the, I think the Patriots are going to be forced into throwing the ball, and he's clearly the number one wide receiver and favorite target of Mac Jones there. Uh, in New England, uh, the Bucs secondary is just so beat up. They lost another quarterback now. They're, they're, uh, they're interviewing Richard Sherman. We'll see if he plays in this game. But Jacoby Myers, even if he just catches a whole bunch of short passes, you know, what, 9 for 90? That's 18 PPR points. Uh, he might score, two, so uh, get him in your lineup. And OBJ, uh, we've got to give some love for him. I'm staring at the picture of the catch on my wall. I wish he was in big blue, but no, he's not. But guess what? He came out of the, the torn ACL finally last week. It produced a solid game. I think the Vikings are primed there for it to be, uh to be... Um, victimized by OBJ in terms of a score. So if you've got OBJ and you're starting him, I think he's going to come through for you this week. A couple of guys I'm concerned about. Long-term, I'm really concerned about Robert Woods in L.A. there. Uh, you know, he's losing uh, snaps and such to not only Van Jefferson, but now Deshaun Jackson catching long passes for scores. His target share is dropping like a rock. Uh, I think he's going to stay with the team the entire year. They could end up trading him at the trade deadline. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think once the season's over, they're going to say, hey, you know, we're getting all this production out of these other guys. Uh, Uh, We want Van Johnson to come along. I think they're going to end up trading or getting rid of Robert Woods. And I say this because I own him on a dynasty team. It's not looking pretty, so be careful about starting him this week. And uh, we already talked about this. Kenny Galladay. He's going to be a marked man by uh, Marshawn Landmore and the Saints on Sunday, so I would not start him in this game. Uh, make him prove himself. He's got to get more than about four catches for 60 yards before you start him in your lineup, and I don't think that's going to happen this week. All right, uh, Chris, how about a couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about, and why?
0: I'm going to start with DeAndre Hopkins. I know a lot of people might be assuming this is the Jalen Ramsey factor here, but Ramsey actually has not been shutting down opposing number ones in any game so far this year. In fact, they've done pretty well. My bigger concerns are the multitude of other weapons at Tyler Murray's arsenal and the rib injury that slowed him down last week and so far in practice this week. Nuke actually hasn't been the top stud he was drafted to be for some time now. He's been under 55 yards in eight of his last 11 games and under 12 PPR points in more than half of them. In 2021 so far, he's 47th in catches, 53rd in targets, 52nd in yards, and basically just a strong wide receiver three in points per game. You're starting him, but beware of a pedestrian output. And then I really don't like Marquez Calloway this week. I know some people might be thinking he finally scored. He's breaking out as expected. But if you watch that play, it was a fluke, and it's one that could have actually got Winston Bench. He got reamed for it on the sideline. Uh, the offense has no identity, no consistent passing game, and he's still only averaging about six PPR points per game. Oh, yeah, and by the way, this week, he's the only viable wide receiver threat, so he's probably going to see shadow coverage from shutdown corner James Bradbury more often than not. While the G-men have allowed the third most wide receiver reception, they have allowed very few wide receiver points, and most of them not to the opposing teams, number one, because of Bradbury.
1: Yeah, but, uh, t- I tell you what's hurting Nuke is the, those injuries. Uh, he's got, you know, last, yeah, last year he had the you know, what is it, ankle injury, and, of course, this, this year now he's got the ribs. When he's completely healthy – Uh, He is very productive, but the bottom line is, like you said, there's so many other targets on that team that when he's gimpy, they can just throw him out there and use him as a decoy for the most part. He can catch three or four short passes like he did this past week, and you're going to be forced to start him because that's what you do. But, yeah, I agree with you there totally. How about a couple of tight ends you like and why?
0: Uh, Two rookie tight ends and cheap DFS plays. And you know how much I really hate rookie tight ends for fantasy. But this week they got two good matchups. I like Pat Moose. He's definitely taken over for Eric Ebron as a primary tight end in this offense, and with Big Ben unwilling or unable to go downfield, the tight end's more in play. It also doesn't hurt that several of the wide receivers for the Steelers are banged up and may be limited or out this week, so that increases his target share even more than the natural regression from Najee Harris not having 19 (laughs) targets this week. So when you add the fact that Packers have shown themselves to be very vulnerable to the tight end in recent weeks, they've allowed the third most tight end points overall. It looks like a good time to stick the rookie in for a streaming option. And they have a real deep sleeper here, Tommy Tremble of the Panthers, a sneaky cheap DFS play. The rookie Tremble showed some big playability in last week's game. Darnold targeted him in some very key situations, some long third downs. He's impressed the team enough that they traded starting tight end Dan Arnold uh, yesterday after signing him to a big two-year deal to lure him in in the offseason. So he also faces Dallas, who should require Carolina to pass more. And the Cowboys have also allowed the most tight end fantasy points so far in 2021 to tight ends. And they just got lit up for 120 yards of the tight end in the Monday Night Football, and some wide-open drops could have made it a lot worse. So Tommy Tremble, sneaky cheap play.
1: Okay, a couple of tight ends I like this week. Logan Thomas has been scoring almost every week. Well, guess what, people? He's going to score on the Falcons this week, too. Uh, they don't uh, take care of uh, guarding, unless your name is Evan Ingram, <laughs> the, the tight end very well. And Dawson Knox has scored two weeks in a row. He's starting to emerge as a serious fantasy threat. Now he's not getting a whole bunch of targets, but those that he gets, he, he mostly catches them, and he's been getting them in the red zone. And uh, to, I think he's going to score again this week uh, against the Houston Texans. I mean, who's not going to score in that game? A couple of guys I'm concerned about are... I'm avoiding completely. David Njoku had the big week one. He did this last year and didn't do much the rest of the season. And I said, I told you we were disappointed the rest of the season. After big week one, he didn't do anything week two or three, no catches. So I'm not starting him. And Jared Cook and uh, for uh, the Chargers, he's just not seeing enough targets. And the Raiders have yet to allow a tight end to score. So I'm not playing Cook this week. If you got guys like Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz or Tyler Conklin on your on your uh, waiver wire, and your current tight ends are like Jared Cook and Robert Tanyan, then you're making a move like I just did in FF Webmasters uh, to pick up uh, Dawson Knox. Anyway, let's uh, get right. Uh, actually, uh, that's right. You've got a couple of tight ends. You're not crazy about Chris, Chris, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. I don't like Cole Komet. He was targeted as much as Robinson in the first game with Andy Dalton under center but he has only two catches since Justin Fields has taken over. And after last week's pass protection debacle, I think it's even less likely to mess running routes instead of blocking. The Lions' stats against tight ends are a bit skewed by one big play, and they've played against a pretty good tight end so far as well. Frankly, it's just hard to trust anything in this Bears offense, especially the passing game, aside from Aaron. And I don't like any of the Patriots' tight ends, either Johnny Smith or Hunter Henry. The stats show that Tampa has allowed a moderate amount of action of tight end, but this is deceiving. They have played teams with numerous outside weapons like the Rams and the Cowboys to attract attention and leave things open down the seam with the Pro Bowl quarterbacks throwing to them. Um, The Patriots do not kick either one of those boxes and the tight end should be staying in more to help protect the rookie quarterback and, and block the runs to keep the bucks off the field. They also split targets and snaps. So again, no high volume or solid play, much like the Ravens running backs I mentioned earlier.
1: Okay. One hit wonders at kicker and defense hit me with them.
0: I like Randy Bullock. He's quietly been a top 10 fantasy kicker since joining Tennessee, and he faces the team that has allowed the most field goal attempts and the second most kicker points. Looks like a good play. And then I like Young-Hoo Koo. He was possibly dropped after falling to the 28-point-per-game kicker so far, but then he faces the team that's allowed the most kicker points per game, so it's a good opportunity for him to get healthy. A couple of defenses I like. Tennessee, they're facing the Jets. The Jets have allowed the most sacks, the most interceptions, and have scored the fewest points. Tennessee is 31st in defensive points per game, so I guarantee you they're available on your waiver wire. Go get them and start them. And then Miami against the Colts. Uh, Miami's been decent for fantasy despite playing against some good offenses, and the Colts' O-line and Wentz are so banged up right now, they're allowing tremendous pressure and some potential to score there.
1: Okay, i got an extra one for you. How about the Bengals against the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football? Trevor Lawrence throwing picks all over the place. So I like Cincinnati that week, too. All right, uh, before we go, I do want to uh, stress to everyone that we have a new sponsor for the show, uh, Prediction Fans Let's Fans Create Portfolios of Their Favorite Athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Sign up with the promo code MASTERMIND at predictionstrike.com to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of 20 or more. The share could be as expensive as 30 bucks, and watching how it performs will get you comfortable with the app. If you're on Android, please check them out at predictionstrike.com. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Michael Maserak. We'll see you all next week when we preview week five of the 2021 NFL season. Wow, it's, it's, it's moving along real fast, Chris. Almost, almost uh, halfway there? Not, not quite. <laughs> Maybe at the quarterfinal, ball, right? Uh, good, good night and good luck to everyone playing this week.
2: You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Mazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.